Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Survivor Girl podcast. My name is Alice, aka the Survivor Girl. And today I would like to welcome the very lovely and extremely talented Sandra. Sandra, how are you today? Hi, Alice. How are you, Survivor Girl? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. I'm so glad to hear that. You guys, Sandra is one of the most incredible people I have ever been fortunate enough to meet. And she has an amazing story to share with you guys. So with that said, let's get started with this interview. So Sandra, take me back. What led you to the doctor initially? What was going on with you that had you concerned? Alice, first, can I can I say what led me to you? Sure. <laughs> because you you are one of the most impressive people I met. Alice and I met about one and a half years ago. We had both been diagnosed with breast cancer, and we were doing work with the American Cancer Society. And I'm a reporter and anchor in Los Angeles television for KTLA Five, and I had to come up with some story ideas on how to promote uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And someone at American Cancer Society told me about Alice, Survivor Girl, and I thought this is perfect. So. Alice and I met and she put on her cape and she put on her whole costume for us and uh, transformed into this superpower. And, and Alice just goes and spreads so much goodwill and, and encouragement to cancer survivors. So thank you for that. I'm so happy that I met you. And your question to me was what was going on with my body when I was diagnosed? Yes. Um, to answer that quickly, nothing. I was healthy. Or so I thought. I mean, I was running. I was eating well. The only thing that I thought might be a stressor in my life is that I was busy. As I mentioned, I was working in L.A. television, working long hours, stressful conditions, you know, with everything that goes on in the news world. And married and raising a daughter who was 10 years old at the time. So I was a busy mom, not unlike a lot of other people in our world. But yeah, I thought I was healthy. I'm a non-meat eater. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I exercise regularly. So I do go in for regular mammograms. And I went in for a mammogram and they thought something looked a little suspicious. So they were going to do a biopsy right there. So they did the biopsy and I completely forgot about it. I did not feel tired. I didn't feel anything and tried to feel the lump in my breast. I couldn't feel anything. And so I went on vacation. I went to Palm Springs and one of my favorite places in the world, just having a great time, you know, in the pool and hiking and doing everything. And I got a phone call from my doctor that they wanted me to come back for a follow-up checkup. And so again, I didn't worry about any, it just never crossed my mind that it could be cancer. So you get back into Los Angeles and you go to the doctor. What type of cancer were you diagnosed with? What did they inform you upon your return? So I had another biopsy and again, <laughs> I didn't worry about it. Right. And I kept going to work, was back at work. And one day, about 20 minutes before I went on TV, before I was set to anchor the afternoon news in Los Angeles, the phone rang at my desk and I was like, oh, should I get it? I have to be in the studio. And I picked it up and it was my doctor. And he said, I have some bad news for you. And again, I didn't think anything. And I said, yeah, what's up? And he said, you have breast cancer. And there was this long pause. And I didn't know how to respond. And he didn't say anything. And I said, what do I do next? 
and it was kind of abrupt. He said, find an oncologist and find a surgeon. And those were my instructions. And that's one of the reasons that I decided to get involved with American Cancer Society later after, um, after my treatment, because I think that women and men, all patients really, just don't know where to turn in the days after that diagnosis. So I was diagnosed with early stage. They thought it was one. After they did my lumpectomy, they discovered it was more like a two breast cancer, but it had not spread to the lymph nodes. So the prognosis was really favorable. So but that's something that you don't find out until you actually go into surgery, like how far the cancer has advanced. So there's that long waiting period, which can be some of the most difficult days of, of treatment. So what was the process of treatment for you? Chemo, radiation, what exactly did you have to go through? So I had a lumpectomy and the television station actually sent cameras and we recorded it. I ended up doing a series on it called One in Eight because one in eight women in their lifetime will be diagnosed with breast cancer. I had the lumpectomy and I went home and I'm, I was able to get up and walk my daughter this short walk to school the next day. It looked really weird. I was holding <laughs> my arm up over my breast, but, but I did it. And I think part of my recovery was trying to maintain things that were normal normal because it felt like so much was out of my control. But the way I reacted and the way I got back to living had, was really positive for my recovery. So I walked her to school and we waited for the, you know, my incision to heal. And then after that, I started radiation. I did seven and a half weeks of dilation. And again, I, I went to work every day. I did feel very exhausted by the end of the day. It's a different kind of exhaustion. It's not like, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to, I'm going to go up that. No, it's like, I can't get off this couch to walk across the room. It's that kind of exhaustion. So radiation does odd things to your body, but I'm 12 years cancer-free. So I'm very grateful for everything that, that the medical world contributed. So it was lumpectomy and seven and a half weeks of radiation and then 10 years of, um, of uh, taking a pill every day. So what was the most normal thing that you wanted back during your treatment? I know you said you got to walk your daughter, but were there other things that were missing at the time? Um, just a feeling like I was a person who always planned my life mm -hmm. and set my goals. And I thought that I did very well in accomplishing things I set out to accomplish. And all of that seemed so easy until then. Mm -hmm. So the lack of control, the lack of just getting shocked by something that I thought I was doing all the right things to stay healthy. And yeah, so that loss of control, that loss of being able to feel like everything was right with the world. And how long was your healing process? And what would you say helped you the most to get through everything? Oh, gosh, I would say that I probably didn't start to feel back to normal energy level until about a year after surgery. I still have pain in my chest, I believe, from the radiation where the muscles might have been damaged. So I went to yoga, I did stretching, and now I've just come to the realization that that's something that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. I have good mobility and everything like that, but what helped me the most were the people that I surrounded myself, starting with my doctors, you know, 
know, my medical team who were incredibly kind, my everyone from my oncologist to my radiologist who were very patient and just explained everything. I think it feels like when you go in and you eat, I think what a lot of people don't realize, first of all, about having cancer is you have to make some decisions. There is not a right and wrong treatment plan. Doctors can advise you, but ultimately it's your decision on how you go forward. So And when you go in for that initial appointment and they start throwing all these words at you, you know, about oncotype and all that, I'm not a science person. I'm not a math person. And they start going over the statistics and the recovery rates and the chances of reoccurrence. And it all just becomes so overwhelming. So my doctor was very kind in, you know, giving me a printout, giving me time to look it over, calling with questions, meeting me with me time and time again, because your life is in your hands and you just want to make sure that you make the right decision. So my medical team was definitely wonderful. My husband was wonderful. My friends, you know, my my girlfriends who, when I found out that I had cancer the very next day, I called them and said, hey, come over for brunch. And when we all got together, I told them that, you know, our family was going to go through this and we needed their help. So I think that's another thing. Um, the support team is so important, whether that comes from your family, friends, neighbors, coworkers. For me, it was comfortable to tell people. I didn't want to really, you know, talk about it at work because it would send me in tumbling into tears. But to have that support team to say, like, can can you pick my daughter up from school? I have an appointment. Can you do that? You know, you have to have people to step in and help. And, and it, it's right to ask for help when you need it. And people want to help. And I think a lot of times people don't know how to help. So to give them a specific job that they can do, I think most people want to help you. So I would say definitely my support team, my, my medical team, my husband, my friends were, were key to getting me through. What internally changed the most for you after treatment? I think the way you, I look at life, mm-hmm. right? You're forced to take a step back and examine and say, is this really what I want to do? Be focus on all of those things. And you just get a realization that, hey, maybe I do need to slow down a little bit. Maybe this is God's way of saying, you know, just ease up a little bit, take some time and really focus on your body. So, I mean, cancer is a scary thing, right? It's really scary. You come to grips with it. You are mortal and that you won't be here forever. And could this be the thing that takes you out? So you step back and say, well, if it is, what would I have done differently? And recovering and being a survivor gives you a chance to do things differently. So what is something you would say you're very proud of that you've accomplished since surviving cancer? such a good question. I think the way I've raised my daughter, I'm really proud of that. You know, working in, a, in Los Angeles in any job is tough. You know, there's a commute. Sometimes I spend two hours a day on the road, but I, I managed to, she was a volleyball player from the time she was like 11 all through college. And I don't think I missed one game. I mean, I was there. I might've looked like the crazy mom running in after <laughs> spending an hour in traffic and being frustrated. And I still had all my TV makeup on and my, you know, my suit or my dress and everyone else is in yoga pants and chilled out in the gym, but, but I was there and I'm, pr- I'm proud of that. I'm proud. So what would you tell someone who is dealing with cancer currently to help them get through this or a caregiver that is watching a loved one go through cancer? What advice would you yeah, give? I'm, 
I'm glad you mentioned caregivers, Alice, because that's so important. And it's also so important to recognize them and what they are going through. A lot of the time, so much focus is on the patient and rightly so, right? The patient deserves that attention, that comfort. But also caregivers can struggle. Husbands, spouses, children who also feel like they might lose their their loved one. They're losing control of a situation. They're scared. So I think it's important to recognize that the caregivers not only play such an important role, but that they seek help for themselves if they need it. They also need a team to support them and to talk with them and to get them through it. So I think that the best advice is to build your team. Make sure you trust your medical team. Make sure you feel comfortable that you ask lots of questions. When you go in for your surgery or your treatment, you should understand to the best of your knowledge what is happening and what the best outcome could be. If something doesn't feel right after the treatment or before the treatment, ask questions. Don't be afraid to slow things down. Very rarely does cancer have to be treated immediately. And you should take the time to think it through, to talk it through with your family and with your medical team. And so I think I think for everyone, having that support team is so, so important. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you, Dare. Well, Sandra, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I think you are fantastic. You guys got to hear her wonderful and great story. I hope you guys, if you live out here in Los Angeles, you get an opportunity to check her out on KTLA because she's one of my favorite reporters. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of biased though, because I actually know her. But again, Alex, you're one of my favorite people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again. And you guys, we will see you back here next time. Thank you. 